These are the first set of readings appointed for Rogation Tide. There are four Rogation days in the year. April 25th, the Feast of St. Mark is always a Rogation day, the major Rogation day. And the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday preceding the Feast of the Ascension are always Rogation days as well, the minor Rogation days. In 2023, those fall on May 15th, May 16th, and May 17th. Let us pray. Almighty God, Lord of heaven and earth, we humbly pray that your gracious providence may give and preserve to our use the harvests of land and sea, and may prosper all who labor to gather them, that we who are constantly receiving good things from your hand may always give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Dear people of God, this time we have come to in our calendar is oft overlooked. It's a tiny little micro-season, just this few days of Rogation Tide. From time immemorial, these days have been set aside to reflect on God's providence and to pray for his continued provision for good harvests and for the prosperity of those who labor to gather them. In this set of readings, we are reminded that God is the source of all things, and that we are called to trust in him and to give thanks for the blessings we receive from his hand. We are reminded that God's goodness is always at work, whether we can see it or not. And we are invited in turn to hope, to trust, and to give thanks for his merciful providence. And we groan with all creation, giving voice to our hope that the redemption that has begun in us through the cross would be completed in the reconciliation and restoration of all things in Christ. There is, we should note, a second set of readings appointed for these days of prayer, focusing on the virtues of labor and those who engage in it. We will be addressing these in a separate episode. Our first reading comes from the book of Deuteronomy, that second giving of the law, which is very focused on blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. In this passage, we hear God's promises to bless with good harvests his people if they obey his commandments and serve him with their whole heart. We here emphasize the importance of trusting in God's provision and being faithful to him. This is Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 10 through 15. The land that you are entering to take possession of is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and irrigated it like a garden of vegetables. But the land you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. 
The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, he will give the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock, and you shall eat and be full. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm appointed in this set of readings is Psalm 147, Laudate Dominum, which ancient readers understood to be the voice of Christ, the creator of the stars, speaking to the church. It is an invitation to praise. God is praised for his power and his provision, particularly in providing food and sustenance for all his creatures. The psalmist urges the people of God to trust in him and to give thanks for his blessings. Psalm 147 Praise the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God. Indeed, a joyful and pleasant thing it is to be thankful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals those who are broken in heart and binds up all their wounds. He counts the number of the stars and calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and great is his power. Indeed, his wisdom is infinite. The Lord lifts up the meek and brings the ungodly down to the ground. O oh, sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises with the harp unto our God who covers the heavens with clouds and prepares rain for the earth and makes the grass to grow upon the mountains and plants for the use of man, who gives food to the cattle and feeds the young ravens that call upon him. He has no pleasure in the strength of a horse, Neither does he delight in any man's strength. But the Lord's delight is in those who fear him and put their trust in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has made strong the bars of your gate and has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders, and fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends forth his commandment upon her, and his word runs very swiftly. He gives his snow like wool, 
and scatters the white frost like ashes. He casts forth his ice like crumbs, who is able to abide his frost. He sends out his word and melts them. He blows with his wind and the waters flow. He declares his word unto Jacob, his statutes and ordinances unto Israel. He has not dealt so with any other nation, neither have they knowledge of his laws. Praise the Lord. Our next reading comes from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Here we hear of Paul speaking of the future glory that awaits those who believe in Christ, even in the midst of present sufferings. He encourages believers to hope in the promises of God and eagerly await the redemption of their bodies. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly, as we await eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In our Gospel lesson, we hear two parables from Mark's Gospel, two parables of growing things. Jesus compares the growth of the kingdom to the growth of a seed. First, a seed that grows of itself, and second, a seed that grows from its tininess into something great. Both of these, he tells us, teach us something about the kingdom, about its growth, its manifestation in our broken and barren world. This is Mark's Gospel, the fourth chapter, verses 26 through 32. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if a madden should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, he knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts it in the sickle, because the harvest has come. 
And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we let these scriptures sink deeply into our hearts and take root there, like these tiny growing seeds, let's give attention to a poem of Gerard Manley Hopkins, that great imaginative poet who is obsessed with God's glory and grandeur revealed in created things and small things. This is the poem, Pied Beauty. Glory be to God for dappled things, for skies of couple color as brinded cow, for rose moles all in stipple upon trout that swim, Fresh fire-cold chestnut falls, finches' wings, Landscape plotted and pieced, Fold, fallow, and plow, And all trades their gear and tackle and trim. All things counter, original, spare, strange, Whatever is fickle, freckled, who knows how, With swift, slow, sweet, sour, a dazzle, dim, he fathers forth, whose beauty is past change. Praise him. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, you are the source of all goodness and the provider of our every need. As we remember your gracious providence during these days, we give you thanks for the harvests of land and sea for those who gather them. We pray that you would continue to bless us with your abundant provision, that you would grant us the wisdom to use your gifts for the good of all. We ask that you would strengthen our faith, that we may trust in your promises and hope in the glory that awaits us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A second prayer, a prayer of thanksgiving for the beauty of the earth. This is occasional prayer 120 in the Book of Common Prayer 2019. We give you thanks, most gracious God, for the beauty of earth and sky and sea, the richness of mountains, plains, and rivers, for the wonder of your creatures, large and small, and for the loveliness that surrounds us. We praise you for these good gifts and pray that we may safeguard them for our posterity. Grant that we may continue to grow in our grateful enjoyment of your abundant creation, to the honor and glory of your name, now and forever. Amen. Amen.